Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Josh. My name is Josh. I'm your host. I'm super excited to jump into this week's topic about effective leadership. I think we got a lot of leaders in this world. We got a lot of managers, got a lot of leaders, but I don't know if we have a lot of effective leaders, especially in the, in the executive level of leadership. I really want to hit some topics today that I think will help you be a more effective leader because I think we all have a little bit to grow. I don't know if we ever arrive or we ever make it. So these are some simple observations through my research and also hearing from others, including some of you listening to this, on how to be an effective leader. Executive effectiveness is a requirement for individual effectiveness and achievement. If you want to be an, a high achiever, you want to be effective in your individual life and your also team and business that you are building, you need to become effective. The effectiveness is it. And there's a lot of leadership podcasts, I'll say this, that deal with leading others or managing others or leading up or leading down. But this episode is about leading yourself. In, in my opinion, you cannot lead others if you don't lead yourself. There's so many different books and resources online, including some of the episodes that we've made about how to lead others, how to lead somebody else, how to lead somebody to Jesus, how to lead somebody in a business meeting, how to there's so many different ways to lead other people, but at the end of the day, we need to be able to lead our, because nobody else is going to be there for you when you most need it. It's going to be you and you need to be able to understand how to lead yourself. So we, we got to understand that as leaders, because this is, this is for leaders. This episode is for a leader. This is for somebody who leads somebody else. Like a leader is somebody who actually has followers. If you don't have followers, you're not a leader. You might have leadership potential. I believe we all do, but at the end of the day, our responsibility is to be able to lead ourselves so that we can lead others. Leadership growth on your team, by the way, is a reflection of your growth yourself. So this episode is going to be about the unique user, the unique person that is you listening to this. So we got to understand what, what's the goal here? What's the goal of leadership? What's the goal of uh, being a manager at a company? The, the goal is effectiveness. The effectiveness is the goal. Many imagine, strategize, dream their lives away, including myself in moments where you get in this, this vision tunnel where you're so focused on the future, you're so focused on what's next, but you don't understand how to steward now. And our responsibility on this episode is going to be to steward the now and steward effectiveness because how you steward boring moments will be how you steward big moments. And and just as much as we need to value the big moments and have vision and be a vision-oriented leader, scripture that I follow, the Bible says that where there's no vision, people perish. So if you don't want people to perish or cast off restraint or leave, you need to have vision. But vision without implementation is hallucination. You need to be able to actually implement and be effective in your ideas. So the best way to measure or determine a good leader is by their ability to get the right things done. A great leader's ability involves doing what other people have overlooked, done poorly, and avoided, which, by the way, is unproductive. Intelligence, smartness, imagination, and knowledge can be wasted if you don't know where to put your time. In other words, intelligence, smartness, imagination, knowledge can be wasted if you don't become effective. Effectiveness is everything. I think 99% of the time we're sitting in imaginary bubbles visionary bubbles, these, these meetings even, that you're kind of wasting your time. And I hope that by the end of this podcast, you will know where to put your time because where we put our time in is really a representation of what we value 
And I want you to value effectiveness. I want you to value being on a winning team, which means being a winner. So where do you put your time? Let's not start with plans. Let's start with ideas. Let's not start with vision. Let's start with time practically. Where do you put your time? And I would assume that you have a calendar. Even you probably have an assistant that is putting together a calendar for you. You need to be able to accolade your time just as much as you would accolade finances. You need to cut back on any unproductive time spent. And this is in the work hour, right? I'm not talking about your 24-hour day, although that matters. You need to tell your time where it goes. You don't just hope things happen or expect things to get done without it actually being on a calendar. Yes, absolutely. But what are the core things that you need to get done every single day and where are those on your calendar? When are you most effective? This whole podcast is about being effective. When are you most effective? Is it the morning? Is it the afternoon? Is it the mid-morning? You, you got to know what works best for you, but you also need to cut back on any unproductive time spent. So maybe you're in a meeting that is an hour long in your eight-hour workday and you literally don't say a single word. There's probably, you're probably not needed in that meeting. That's okay. You don't need to be in every meeting. You don't need to be in every conversation. You don't need to be in every single message and, and email thread. You really don't because those are things that are going to be cutting back from the time where you can actually spend doing things that produce value in yourself and your organization. So this doesn't mean more time, by the way. This means less time being spent on things that don't matter. So I'm not saying you need more time. You need to work 12 hours a day instead of eight. I think the people that work 12 to 15 hours a day actually aren't effective. They're not being effective in the time that they're actually supposed to be working. I would venture to say they're either on their phone, they're talking to people, they're sitting by the water cooler, like in the old times where everybody is just in the office and there's this water cooler culture, which is fine if that's something that you value. Again, this is all about values and what at the end of the day is more effective to you. If company culture and friendships is your number one priority, which I think culture should be, but if friendships and relationships is your number one core value, that's fine. Just allow that to be your measurement of effectiveness. So this doesn't mean add more time to your calendar. This means less time spent on the things that don't matter. Because capital in a company is everything, right? Capital acquiring dollar signs is obviously important. And there's cash flow, there's inflow and output, which includes, right, renting Uh, facilities, renting different properties, hiring people, buying certain things, buying materials. So all of that is obviously money and we spend our money. But like I said earlier, you can't get time back. And for us to value the resource of time more than the resource of money, I think you can't you can't do any of this without time, right? You can't you can't hire somebody. You can't have a building. You got to go somewhere. You got to do all these things. And all of that stuff is important. But again, what are you doing with your time? So you need to understand where you put your calendar and how you steward that calendar is an exact representation of how you are leading others and leading yourself. Because again, like I said at the beginning, I'll say it probably 10 more times. You cannot lead others unless you're leading yourself. You're leading people the wrong way if you're leading, because you're, you're, you're either leading or you're dying. That's it. There's no growing. There's growing or dying. There's leading or dying. There's, there's no such thing as plateauing in leadership, especially in the business world and entrepreneurship world, because somebody else has that same idea as you. Somebody else is trying their best to win, not to compete against you, but to win, to put food on their family's table. 
those are the people that I'm trying to talk to in this video and in this podcast are the people who are saying, man, I feel like I could be more effective. I, I feel like I don't need to work 16 hours a day. I feel like I can actually have a representation of the things I value based on my calendar, which means I need to cut some things away. So all of that stuff is important, right? Renting, buying, hiring, all that stuff's important. But if you're not accolading your time, stuff really isn't as important as you think because where you put your time is actually more valuable. So number two, focus on contributions. What can I do or contribute that will significantly affect the performance and results of the people I serve? I'm going to say that question one more time and we're going to kind of run through it together. So what can you do or contribute to that will significantly affect the performance and the results of the people I serve? Notice it does not say it will significantly affect the performance of myself and the, and the results of myself. It says the people that I serve because you can't feel entitled to authority when you're serving. You got to get to a place where you say nobody owes me anything. I started this company. That's fine. The people who said yes to this mission are actually committing to serving the bigger mission. Okay, I need to as well. They're not there to serve you. They're not, they're not there to do that unless that's something that you want. And that's a whole different podcast. But our, our responsibility is to focus on contributions. You need to focus on actually what is effective and significantly affecting the performance and the results of the people you serve. So focus on contributions will make you selfless because it shifts your attention outside of yourself and your bubble. You need to focus on contributions for the people around you. Maybe you have directors underneath you. What do those five people need from you to produce results within their teams? And how do we help them win? Helping other people win at the end of the day will help you win. That is the point of servanthood. Servanthood is not expecting anything in return, but understanding that when I do serve people, they see that I care about them more than what they do. And if you only care about what people do for you or do for the organization, you're going to see them retreat or not work for anymore. 79% of employees quit due to a lack of appreciation from their leaders. This tells me we have a lack of appreciation as leaders. And you need to be so specific about your appreciation on a daily basis with the people that you serve. Because as a leader, you are the servant. They are not the servant. They're not serving you. You're serving them. So 79% of employees quit due to a lack of appreciation from their leader. And you, and you could say, well, they just need to figure it out. They need to become more confident in themselves. Okay, those are all excuses of you trying to treat people less than valuable and the absolute incredible person they are and being able to intentionally show appreciation to each one of your people that you have on your team is going to drastically change the culture of your team, the effectiveness, and the results of your team. So intentionally, every single day, show appreciation to the group and then to the individual and say this, I see in you. I see this in you blank. And it should be a value. It should be of density and it should be sincere. Don't fake it till you make it actually think about the things that you appreciate about them and value of them. And I promise your team's culture will drastically increase. So last key point here, and then we'll give some practical advice. So stop making all the decisions. You want to be an effective leader, stop making all the decisions. At the end of the day, a true leader doesn't make all the decisions. A true leader builds people to make decisions. So a proper and incredible 
leader, a, a high capacity leader anyways, teaches people how to think, doesn't teach people what to do. Because if you're a leader leading leaders, leaders don't need told what to do. Like that's a baby. You don't babysit, we build. And if you're here to build, if you're here to part of this organization and you're a leader, maybe you're not just in the entry level position, but you're actually in management, you're a leader. Those people already know what to do. You're hiring for a specific role, which means they're probably better at it than you are. The problem is when you're so insecure, you don't know how to lead people who are better than you. And like I said at the beginning, leadership is servanthood. That's what it is. Leadership is not managing. Leadership is not forcing people to do certain things. And if you are the decision maker, like I said, you are the final decision maker for all the things you do. That will be your lid. That will be your ceiling. You will be the ceiling of your organization because you think that you have to be the person who makes all the decisions, which is a savior complex. And we are not the savior. We are a human being just like the other people on our teams. We might have just worked there longer or we might have just a different level of capacity. And those things definitely correlate to our effectiveness. Like I said, the goal of this is to be more effective. Cool. Stop making all the decisions. Management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right things. So management, yeah, you're doing all the right things. You're doing things right, which means that you're doing the right things. Like you're just getting the job done. At the end of the day, you're going, all right, I guess I'm doing all, I'm doing the things right. Like I, I'm being told what to do and I'm doing that right, but leadership is doing the right things. So when nobody's looking, when it's not about you, when it doesn't even affect you, you do the right. So we need to have some specific practices in place to be effective. And I'll run through these three key points again. Then I wanna give you five key tactics to literally in practice in your time as a leader to be a better and more effective leader. So again, the three key points here, where do you put your time? Don't start with plans, ideas, start with time. Focus on contributions. What can I do or contribute that will significantly affect the performance and results of the people I serve and stop making all the decisions? All right, let's go into it. Practices to be effective. And these are, again, some some practical things that I think will ge genuinely help you be a better leader of yourself. Management of time. We talked about you need to manage your time every hour on the hour, seven days a week. You need to have something on the calendar, which, by the way, doesn't mean doing something. You need to have time to reflect. You need to have time to sit in silence. You need to have time to be in solitude. You need to have time to go to bed. Those are the things that, again, that are, if they're on the calendar, they're saying you have a priority for them. Relational, if you have a spouse on the calendar, should be a date night. If you have kids on the calendar, should be playtime or family time or time for yourself because you, you being alone is actually going to be the best thing for you in moments as a father, as a, as a leader, as a husband, whatever. Meanwhile, actually manage your time. You're telling your time where to go, not the other way around. Just as similar as what we do with finances. If you just allow your finances to go wherever they want, you're not going to have any. But if you tell your finances where they go, you will effectively grow in that area. So that's management of time. Number two, deciding what you contribute to the practical organization. That doesn't say what you can to make you a better leader. It's saying, what can I contribute? Like in this season of life, maybe again, you're a father, you're, you have kids and they have soccer practice, which means I got to go to soccer practice three nights a week. That means you can't work late three nights a week because based on your level of priorities in your life, 
that should represent your calendar and your country contributions. So being able to contribute at a base level is you sharing with your leader, because every leader has a leader, your boundaries. And having boundaries says that you care about all of it. Having boundaries based on your workplace. So for instance, Thursday night is my wife and I's date night. My leader knows to not call me Thursday nights. Any other night, he can call me and most of the time I will pick up and because I know it's of priority because he also has a spouse. So me saying that, Thursday nights is, is off limits. Like my phone will literally be on do not disturb. You cannot contact me even if you tried. That is not being me being rude or abrasive. That's me having boundaries because I love my wife and I'm thankful for my job. And having a job allows me to say, hey, I'm value, I value you as a leader, you're a friend, I believe in you, I will always pick up the phone except Thursday night because that is my priority list. My wife is more important than my job. And you need to actually have reflection of your values based on your contributions. So number three, knowing where to make moves and mobilize for best effort. You need to know where do I need to make moves? Who do I need to hire? Who do I need to bring in? Who, who do I need to delegate to empower to bring in for them to be able to be more effective and mobilize the, the bigger picture? Because the bigger picture is not you. You are not the bigger picture. You are a part of the picture. But once you see the bigger picture as the leader of the organization, you will actually be able to mobilize and maximize people's time and giftings. Because again, like I said, some people are just more gifted in that area than you. That does not mean they're better than you. They're a better human than you. No, we're all the same. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. We're all broken. We all have things that we need to work on, of course. But there also are things that you could only do. So how do you actually make moves and mobilize for best effort? Number four, you need to have the right priorities. And like I said, your, your priorities, again, isn't a theory. These are literal things that you're saying, this is a priority to me. And it needs to be, in my opinion, again, I'm going to submit this to you. And you could say, Josh, I don't actually agree with that. These are my priorities. That's okay. I'm going to submit my priorities that I... I think will actually be of resource and value to you. Number one, my personal relationship with God. Unapologetically, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. I've been in leadership in the church. It is something that I value. It is something that I believe in. I did not say the church, by the way. I said God. My relationship with God, and that is a part of it, attending church, attending worship, but my personal devotion time, my time with Jesus is the number one priority in my life. Number two is my wife. She is absolutely anything on this planet that I can see is the number one priority. Her time, my investment in her, our appreciation for one another, our time, again, like I said, that's my priority. So nothing else besides my relationship with Jesus is more important than my wife. Number three, my church. My church is number three. And, and you could say my job, that's fine too. Job and church kind of bounce from three to four to me. And I'll say this, it changes every season. The first two do not, but three, four definitely do for me because there is times where I'm working full time in a church. There's also times where I'm doing podcasts for a living or working with organizations for marketing and creative strategy. All of that stuff, again, is a priority to me, but it's just not as big of a priority for me as my relationship with God and my wife. And again, not saying that stuff isn't important. There's just more weight to it. And again, it's, it's showing respect and honor to all four of those things when those things are in priority, when my calendar represents that, when my attitude and energy focus 
on the right things because many of us, again, I would assume many of us, our, our priority list is our job, our spouse, our relationship with God, maybe in our church, or it's our spouse, our job, and maybe a relationship with God. And again, that's you. That's whatever you, whatever season you're in or stage of life you're in. I understand that. But as me in my house, we'll serve the Lord with gladness, with joy, with passion and commitment, being all in, including my spouse. I'm all in, like I'm committed. And that means intentionality. That means my calendar represents that. That means that at the end of the day, when I'm done working and my wife asked me to take out the garbage, I'm going to take out the garbage because what I just did is not more important than my priority list. So you need to decide the right priorities. And number five, how do, how do we weave all these together with right decision-making? Again, all of this comes down to your decision-making as a leader. How you got to the place of the leadership you are in right now was a representation of your decision-making. But each level of leadership you acquire or gain, there's a new level of decision-making, a new level of thinking almost. And you can see how you've progressed because as an entry-level position or just starting out as a volunteer in your church and now you're at XYZ, that doesn't mean that you're higher on the totem pole, but you've just acquired more knowledge. Again, you never acquired more gifting. Your gifting just opened up and you were able to capitalize on that. And I'm thankful for that. Honestly, each one of you listening to this or watching this, I'm thankful that you have giftings that I might not have or somebody in your organization might not have. That is wonderful. And that's exactly how God created you to be the winner you're supposed to be. So we need to weave all these together with the right decision-making. And right decision-making comes from right thinking, right? Our thinking is 99% of the time the problem and the solution to all the things we just talked about. And I would say most of us are just too busy to think. You're too busy to think. You're watching so many TikTok videos or you're working way too much and you wake up 10 minutes before you need to get out the door. So you rush and get a breakfast together and you don't brush your teeth and you just leave, but you don't actually spend time by yourself in solitude, even with God, thinking about, God, what do you want my life to look like? What are the things that I need to prioritize as a man of God in your church today? Those are the things that truly, truly will increase your trajectory as a leader and as a follower of Jesus, even other times where. There is no specific agenda. It's just a, a blocked time on your calendar saying, God, you're a priority to me. You can't walk into the doctor's office and just expect an appointment. You can't unless it's urgent care. But if you're, you're going for a specific need from your doctor, orthodontist, like you can't just walk in and say, hey, I, I need my braces tightened. They'd say, no, you need to have an appointment. And similar, God is obviously always available He's omniscient. He's for you. But at the end of the day, we didn't have an appointment with him. You need to set an appointment with him. And I promise you, he will always be there for you. And he will always meet your need in that moment. So the best leaders are not the ones who give orders, but those who know when to lead and when to follow. That's our last key point. The best leaders are not the ones who give orders, but those who know when to lead and when to follow. As a leader, you need to be able to understand there's times where I'm leading. There's times where I'm talking in the meeting. There's times where I'm facilitating the meeting. But there's also times where I'm following. Those are the times where true humility is tested or your ego flames up and flares up because you don't know how to allow other people to lead and other people to win. You need to have people win. Being able to have people win on your team makes you win because if the team is getting better, if the team is growing, that means you are growing as well. 
So if you want to be the best leader you can possibly be, maybe it's time for you not to lead that meeting. Maybe it's time for you not to attend that meeting. Maybe it's time for you to not attend that leadership night and allow you to get out of the way. Because as, as a high authority leader in your space, there's going to be times where people are just genuinely looking at you for the answer. And that's because you are the leader. You are their leader. And they're following you, which is beautiful, by the way. So maybe the best thing for your team is for you to get out of the way. Take the day off. Go take your wife on a little three-day vacation and give other people the right to lead. So I hope any of this, again, helped you be in a more effective, practical leader. I'm going to run through the key points again. And just so you know, you are a leader. You have so much more potential ahead of you. We're not ever going to hit our potential. We have endless potential. Our, our right and mandate is to reach our purpose. Our purpose is so attached to the way God has designed us. So where do you put your time? Where you put your time, again, is what you value. And if it's not on your calendar, I would venture to say it's not actually a value and a priority to you. Focus on contribution. So what can you contribute to today that will push the vision of your company forward and stop making all the decisions? Allow other people to come in the room, make decisions, and be the leader that they're supposed to be. This is a shorter podcast this week. I want to value your time. Again, thank you so much for watching this. We're hitting numbers that I honestly never thought I'd hit, and it's so beautiful. I'm thankful for each one of you for listening to this on any of the platforms we're on. We just moved podcast platforms to test it out, and it's been so wonderful and so incredible. I'm so excited for all the things ahead. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.